as we hear your word. I ask that you use me, and only your word shall be spoken today. Amen. And your children will benefit. The way they came is not the way they will go back. Amen. That is my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greet three people before you sit down. Hallelujah. Let's uh, get our, our blood circulating. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Tony, how are you? Sister, how are you? Hallelujah. If you have not greeted three people, please don't sit down. Hallelujah. It's good to be in church after Easter. But for us, Easter continues, isn't it? Hallelujah. I've been asking what God to share, and God has been speaking to me for the past a month or so. And uh, he has, has a message for you. Do you believe so? Hallelujah. So, I'll just go for the first slide. Let me see what can you see there in my first slide, sister. Show me, please. What can you see there? Someone has book and talk out. Gates, okay. What else? Ah, okay. I think the word is already coming out. out there. They've, already, they've already given it out to you. Okay. You can look at it. There are two things. I was going to ask you what it is, but uh, I think the write-ups came up quickly. It has given it away. We have gates. Am I correct? And we can see doors. Am I correct? The first one is HSBC entrance. Where is that? Where is that located? A lot of you have money. Hallelujah. It's very spectacular because it's, it's, it's golden, isn't it? And every weekend you see them cleaning it. Hallelujah. Okay. And the other door, what do we have? What's that? Number 10 Downing Street. Where is that located? Where? UK. For me, I think it's an extension of Panchavati from Delhi, isn't it? You have an Indian, British Indian Prime Minister, isn't it? So they're extending their, their kingdom, their territory. But don't worry, the Pakistanis also are next door. The Scottish Prime Minister is also British Pakistani. So they have moved it across there. And then the other ones is the other gate that's very popular. Where can you find that gate? The one on the bottom light. Matra gate. And uh, do you see it every morning? Who sees it every morning? Who sees that gate every morning? Raise your hand if you see that gate every morning. So you people are not reading your Bibles. You're not reading your calendar, isn't it? That's the photo of your calendar this month. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is the photo on your calendar that has the Bible study. Am I correct? So that means you see it every morning. Oh, that means you have not been praying. Hallelujah. And the last one is the Golden Gate. And where is that located? Jerusalem. And what's important about this gate? It's believed that when Jesus comes back, he will come in through that gate. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that brings us to what we're going to talk today. We're talking about spiritual doors. We have seen all types of doors there. We have seen gates, we have seen doors. And there are different types of doors. 
But we are talking about spiritual doors today. And what's the impact and meaning that has in our lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everything is about doors. And we're going to see that today as time permits us in the mighty name of Jesus. And maybe we'll have time to pray at the end if time is there. Now, when I was searching this, I was looking at the Bible and the first instance of something mentioned as a door, okay, was in Genesis. It didn't come out and say as a door, but it was in Genesis 3.24 and I'll read. So he drove them out, the man, and he placed a cherubim at the east at the at the east of the Garden of Eden, and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard to the way of the tree of life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A cherubim was guarding the entrance to Eden. And for me, that was the first instance something mentioned about a door. So that means a door must have come in because of our sin. Am I correct? Otherwise, we had everything was open for us. Praise the Lord. As usual, we have to define what a door is. Because I know sometimes some of us will just look, hey, it's a door, it's a door, but we ask you to go and define a door. Maybe you'll fail that in exam. Isn't it? So the website dictionary says, usually swinging or sliding barrier by which an entry is closed and opened. Okay? That's the basic one for a dictionary. Or a means of access or participation or opportunity. Means of access, opportunity. I like that part. But that is in the secular terms. But in the spiritual terms, there's a way I will phrase it for you. So a door is a name given to an authorized system of access that interfaces between where you were and where you need to go to. Am I correct? Where you are and where you need to go into. If I'm leaving this hall, I need to go through that door, isn't it? But it's an authorized form of entry. If I'm leaving this place, I'm not going to go through the window unless I'm a thief or something. Are we together? So it's an authorized place to move from one area. And I also add something. A door is what closes you yesterday and brings you to your today. It closes you yesterday and it gives you to a new today. Am I correct? And I'm talking about this from a spiritual point of view. Now, in those pictures, we saw two differences. Okay? We saw the gates. And we saw the doors. And there's a big difference to it. A gate will tend to lead you to a city. Am I correct? A territory. All right? A plan that has been taken. All right? But a door, at the point of possession, you need to open a door. So you might have the territory, but at the point of possession, you need a door. If a thief comes to your house, he might enter the compound. Okay? He might enter the compound. But for him to get what to, he needs to go through a door. Isn't it? Whether it be the main door of the house or even the door of the safe. When you're in war, or even the present nowadays, if there's a war or something, you'll find out that the present is hunkered in a bunker. It's closed. That door is closed. Am I correct? And you cannot win the war if you have not opened that bunker and gotten the president. But all of them have their bunkers, isn't it? Because that's the last point of entry. So you can get the whole territory. But for you to get that, possess what you need, you need to open a door. If you're going through Matra Gate, it's a gate taken to the city, isn't it? But for you to get what inside that city, you have to get through a door. 
So it's very important for gates to be open, but I also think it's also very important for doors to be open. Hallelujah. Are we together? We have gotten clarity between the two. Okay? So possess the gates, possess the territory, but you need access to the doors. And now for me, there are two types, categories of doors in the spiritual realm. We have the personal doors, okay, that involves your day-to-day affairs between your God and the spiritual realm. And then we have ministry doors. All right? We have ministry doors. And once I'm talking about doors here, I'm talking about it from those two dimensions, personal and ministry. Personal in your life and the ministry that God has committed to your lives. One way all of us are in ministry. In our own personal doors, in our own personal lives, and even in our own circular lives. We are involved in ministry. 1 Corinthians 16, 8 to 11. But I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great and effective door has opened to me. And there are many adversaries. And if Timothy comes... See that he may be with you without fear, for he does the work of the Lord, as I also do. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his journey in peace, that he may come to me, for I am waiting for him with the brethren. Okay? He says, a great and effective door has opened to me. Colossians 4, 2-4. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God will open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Praise the Lord. Easter was on, on resurrection day was on Sunday. And I think I was speaking to some people. I said, well, I have to go to the office. I didn't want to go to the office because it's Easter. It's almost like Eid. Am I correct? And... But I have a department meeting. Uh, I always fix on Sundays. Maybe I'll shift it next time to Monday. But I'm the one that fixed it. And I needed my team to be there. And I said, okay, I'll attend the meeting and I'll leave. Okay? So from church, I ran to the meeting. And I sat down there. And I told them, well, I'm not going to, today's Easter. And uh, after this meeting, I'm leaving. So you guys are on your own for today. And the topic changed. What is Easter? an effective open door was opened for me. And I was able to let them know what Easter means. One of them started, oh, it's about bunny and eggs. And I said, no, 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 no. It's when Jesus Christ died. And, and they started asking questions. 10, 15 minutes, I said, hey, hey, okay. I continued. But then I was mindful of my time. I said, hey, okay, if you want to know more, come back and meet me. But that was an open door that I never expected. Those are doors. Those are spiritual things that you have to be able to understand. When God was pushing me to go to the office, I could have just stayed at home and said, hey, send a text message. I'm working from home. I'll have the meeting from home. Log on to your teams. No one will stop me. But something was just urging me to go to the office. Those is what we talk about doors. Now, what are the spiritual significance of doors? In your lives, Every destiny has a door and gate. Do you believe that? Every destiny has a door and gate in the spiritual realm. 
And as I said earlier on, doors signify end and beginning of a season. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. End and beginning of a new season. If you notice something that happened in the Bible, when they left Egypt, they were going through the Red Sea. Am I correct? The Red Sea parted for them to go across and it closed. That was the door that showed them that they were not coming back. You have gone, you're not coming back. That was a door that was open for them to go. I can imagine the few people that didn't want to cross. They would have seen the Red Sea and said, oh, I'm not crossing. But they crossed. Imagine God could have delivered them in a different way. God could have taken them around the Red Sea and killed Pharaoh. But he decided to open a window for them. And after that window, the Lord didn't keep it open. In my imagination, God could have just built an island there and the waters would have remained separated. But he closed it back on Pharaoh. That was the end of a season and the beginning of a new season for them. Those also can form hindrances where you're not supposed to go through. Am I correct? Where they're meant to remain shut. That you're not meant to open those doors. We'll talk about it later. But there are some doors you're not meant to open, isn't it? They're supposed to remain shut. Even in a season, if you don't come on a church activity, these doors will be locked. Am I correct? They'll be locked. The fourth thing is a call to action. You see a door, you have to do something. Am I correct? Once you have a door, you're in front of a door, you have to do something. So it's a call to action for you to do something. You can't see a door and just look at the door. Hello, door. How are you, door? Nice to meet you, door. I'm off. It's a call to action. Once you see a door, there's something you are required to do with that door. And we'll talk about it. Fifth, a door needs key. It needs keys. Some come of lock, some, some, some of them, okay, are keyless. Am I correct? But it needs a way for you to maneuver it and to go through. It needs knowledge on how to go through. Am I correct? So those are the things that are characteristics of, of, of doors. Nowadays, there are so many fancy doors, isn't it? Now you have facial recognition. Now you have fingerprint. And what else is there? I don't know which other technology. Sometimes we employers use that now to monitor your time in and your time out. My MD is always shouting, oh, you didn't, nobody's clocking in, nobody's clocking in. Sometimes some people have a way of circumventing it. I was in a meeting, they told me somebody comes, he logs in, he clocks out, he writes his taxi and he comes back and clocks out at 4 o'clock. Cheating the system. But it opens something, isn't it? It's meant to open something for you. Am I correct? Now, from a spiritual point of view, take note of this one. In spiritual doors, access is given in the spirit. It's given in the spirit. And we'll come to that later on also. Access is given in the spirit. For you to have an access to a spiritual door is given in the spirit. Don't get the, the spiritual manifest the physical. 
Are we together? Lastly, just repress your things. Keys are transferable. The access is transferable. God has given us access. He has transferred it to us. If you have a house, you give the keys to your children, isn't it? He has access. The same thing in the spiritual realm. There's some access that you can give your children. There are some things that you have gone through. Your children should not go through them. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Because you have gone through. Your children should not be able to go through those things. You have transferred those keys to them. You have transferred those things to them, how you have conquered that. And those are the things that we should be teaching our children. Sometimes things happen in our lives, men. We just born and we just say, oh, okay, we won't tell our children how we went through it. Don't be ashamed. This is where I was coming from. This is how I sorted this issue in my spiritual life. And this is where I am. By doing that, we're giving them access to those doors that you have. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to go to open doors. Open doors. A door is designed for you to go through. Am I correct? Acts 5, 17, 20. I'll read this. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in a common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. An open door is designed for you to go through. I've never seen someone that will see an open door and just sit back and look at it. But that's the scenario we find ourselves. If God opens a door, what does that mean? You need to go through. Am I correct? So a door is meant for you to go through. If you go to Downing Street, as you're coming, the door is even being opened. You have to go through it. Or you open it and go through. If you're going to HSBC Bank, you have to push it. If the door is open, you have to push it and go through. Now, there are different types of doors with open doors. There are those that you can open yourself. Open it. Fingerprint, face recognition, isn't it? And most often than not, God gives us spiritual doors that we are required to open. Hello? Are you with me? He gives us doors that he requires us to open them. Why does God want us to open it? Can someone give me a reason? Why? Why will God want us to open the door himself? He can open the door, but why does he want us to open it? One word. Hmm? Faith. Thank you very much. Sister Jan's got it. Faith. When Peter came out of the boat, he said, come. Peter stepped out of the boat, isn't it? And walked. When God opens the door for you, he was meant to walk in it in faith. God is testing my faith and my faith if the door is open for you to go through. But sometimes, we don't go through because of fear. Am I correct? Peter went through the door. He looked at the storm. He started sinking. What will happen if I cross this door? Especially when you don't know what's on the other side. 
Am I correct? It's very okay if you know what's on the other side, isn't it? But once you don't know what's on the other side, you start to say, ah, am I supposed to cross that door? Am I supposed to enter that door? You start wondering. But the door is there very open for you. The other one, there are doors that you need someone to open for you. Someone to aid you. Someone to put you through. If you go to a posh restaurant, go to a posh hotel, anything, the door is being opened for you, isn't it? Your car door is being opened for you. The hotel door is being opened for you. Someone is val- a valet is opening, parking your car for you. Am I correct? So there are doors that someone needs to open for you. There are doors that you cannot even come. The door I showed in Downing Street. I can't go and open the door. There's a camera looking at you that knows who's coming. And that door has to be opening from inside, isn't it? Because it's a security door. Someone has to open the door for you. Some certain doors. And one thing that I know, angels are assigned to open doors to you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew 8, 2 says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. That was resurrection. An angel came and rolled it back and then sat on it. Peter was in prison. An angel came and brought them out. God has given us valleys in angels. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're born again, you have an angel that will open doors for you. So you ask myself, how do I know a door is open for me? You know that because your experience has changed. Am I correct? Your season has changed. That's when you know that you have had open doors. Are we together? Because if you look at it sometimes, you look, how we know, you know there are seasons of life, there are sometimes in seasons of life you're supposed to have done certain things, you have not done them. Am I correct? It's only the, it's all the natural law of, of, of the way God made it. You'll be expected at a certain time, you will have finished schooling, you have gone to build a career, you have, at a certain time you will have retired, at a certain time you have even gotten married. Am I correct? But at times, these things do not fall in places. Sometimes because these things have been closed, these doors have been closed to us. Now, I want to start thinking about that spiritually. By natural, biological, the way God created women, there's a certain thing they're supposed to have children, isn't it? Biologically. That means there's a window. Am I correct? And God has opened those windows for each one of us. Of course, God can, God can be very miraculous. He can be another Sarah. Don't get me wrong. But there's a certain window of which God has opened to us. But sometimes we do not meet those timings because doors have been closed. Just look at yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that you should compete with one another. No, no, no. Far from it. Because everybody has his own race in life. But Jesus has said there's a time for everything. And if you're not meeting your own time, 
your own time. I'm not trying to say Mr. Wise time. I'm not to say Pastor Francis time or Brother Kenneth time. Your own time. If you're not meeting it, certain doors are closed for you. And that's what's going to lead us to the next topic. Closed doors. Closed doors. We have talked about open doors. And everybody likes open doors. Praise the Lord. Does everybody like open doors? I love open doors. But does everybody like walking through open doors? That is where it is. Now, what are closed doors? They are closed because of three times. Three types of closed doors. Three. Okay? One, God will have closed the door. Are we together? And I'll read some scriptures. Isaiah 22, 22. The key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. So he shall open and no one shall shut. And he shall shut and no one shall open. That was referring to Jesus Christ, isn't it? And then we go back to Revelation 3, 7 to 8. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia wrote, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Hallelujah. Isaiah 45, 1 to 3. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors, so that thy gates will be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron asunder. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord, who call you by your name, am the God of Israel. Hallelujah. There are some doors that God closes himself. Because don't forget, he says he's the one that opens and he's also the one that closes. And if God closes a door, what happens? No one can open it. Unless he decides to open it. Don't forget, when they went to Jericho, am I correct? They went there. Jericho was closed. Are we together? What stopped God from opening that door? He could have opened it. But it was significant, the spiritual realm, I'm going to destroy this place and it shall not raise again. That's what the walls came down. No one was going to open the gates of Jericho again. Are we together? And that was a sign for the children of Israel. The significance in the spiritual, when I'm talking of access, you're crossing to the Jordan, you're crossing the Jordan, you're going to Jericho, you're possessing the land. That was the new season in Canaan land. That door was forever open for them. Did you ever hear them going back across? It was open. Jericho will not rise again. That's what God said. The same thing, there are some spiritual doors that need to remain closed in our lives. One, for example, a negative tongue. Confessing negative in your life. Those are doors that need to be closed. 
You cannot speak negative into your life and hope you will succeed. You cannot worship the devil, a man, another one. You cannot bring idols unknowingly or unknowingly into your home. Because our God is only one. And only him you shall worship. There are certain doors you need to close. There are certain doors that need to remain closed in the spiritual realm. Because one thing, if the doors are closed, the devil will not have a foothold inside it. Second, the devil tries. Closed by the devil. And I put trying. Do you know why I put trying there? Do you know why I put that trying there? Because what God opens, no one can shut. So the devil can only try. And sometimes he succeeds in trying, even though it's closed for a certain while. Let's go to Daniel 10, 12 to 14. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first time that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before God, your words are heard. And I have, and I have, and I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, Michael, the angel again, one of the chief princes came to help me, for I have been left alone with these kings of Persia. Now I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days to come. They can try. They can try to close your door. The devil can try, but he will not succeed. That's why I put it trying. Sometimes the devil also can give you an illusion. He can give you multiple doors. Left for you to decide which one to go. That's when you need to be close to your God. Because he does not want you to go through that door. He's trying to close that opportunity to you. Now, another final warning. Don't allow the devil use you to close someone's door. It's a sign of warning. Spiritually, you will have people that are under you. They need to grow. Leaders in the church, pastors, cell leaders, ministry leaders, you have to grow your people. You cannot leave them stagnated. I'll come back to the secular world. God would have entrusted employees to you. They need to grow. You cannot close doors for them. When there's an opportunity for them to rise, make sure those doors are open for you. Open for them. In doing so, you will be blessed. Are we together? Don't stagnate anyone's progression in life, especially in ministry. Whether it's gifting. Haman tried to do it with Mordecai. Are we correct? What happened to Haman? He was no more. Joseph's brothers tried to do it to him, isn't it? Kill him and put him in a pit. They wanted to press down the gifting. Woe betide you if you see a gift in someone and you're suppressing it. You'll be held accountable. Not only in the church, even the secular. I get to offices, people don't want someone to rise up because they feel there's going to be a better star than him. My joy is someone coming after me and being better than me. That's my joy. Whether in ministry or whether in the secular world. So when I finish, I can look back and say, yes, who are the people that are brought up by the grace of God? The next one, time is running, is closed by self. And that's the one that's very important. We close a lot of doors ourselves. Okay? 
Due to so many things. Blindness, pride, lack of vision, autocratic behavior. We know the story of Naaman, isn't it? Naaman almost closed his door when they told him to go and what? To go and bathe in the river Jordan. He said, we have better rivers in our country. His pride was almost about to stop him to get his healing. A lot of times the doors are there. God has opened the door. Let me close it. I mentioned fear earlier on. Pride is another thing. Please, in the name of God, don't close your door. Because if you close your door, it might never be opened again. That's the danger. Are you with me? If God opens a door for you to walk through, make sure you walk through it. If that opportunity closes, only God knows when it will come around again. If you go to the Bible, Matthew 25, 24 to 30, then who I received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know you have been a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent to the ground. Look, there you, you have what, yours, what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at the coming I would have received my, my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has more will be given and who has, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken. God has opened a door for you. If you don't walk through it, it will be closed. I'll give an example. And this is about ministry. I went back home, I went to my mother's church. And COVID, there was a lot of people that moved away. Am I correct? And the church was empty. And they were praying, Lord, we need this church to come back in, to be full. And after COVID, for some reason, for some economic reasons, a lot of people came from Africa. And the church came back full. Are we together? And during that time, during COVID, God raised a keyboardist. Are you getting it? To pray online. But when church resumed, he wasn't ready to come back to church. Gave all sorts of reasons. He had all sorts of collaboration. And he was the only one they had in the church. And they prayed. They kept on praying, what are we going to happen? Now, among the droves of those that came across, a brother came one day. Welcome, I've come. This is a church I belong, this, 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 and this. And the first question he asked at the welcome meeting, when does the choir meet? They said on Tuesday. On Tuesday, he came in and he started playing the keyboard. He just showed his talent there. Now, by the grace of God, they have three keyboardists. Three people playing at the same time. From zero to three. Now, whatever God has given you, don't close it. God will find an alternative. You'll find a replacement easily. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when I'm talking about that brother came and walked in and said, I came here for purpose. When is choir meeting? I want to be there. 
You're sitting out there, you're not involved in the ministry, you're closing your door. I get what I'm saying. You go in, show your interest. Follow the formalities, but show your interest. Immediately. But also, you might be in ministry and no one is showing you input in your grace that you have. Keep moving. Keep at it. If you don't understand the grace of God in your life, you're starting to keep moving because God will move you on. 2 Corinthians 2, 12 to 13 says, Furthermore, when I come to Torah to preach to God's gospel, Christ's gospel and the door was opened to me by the Lord, I had to rest in my spirit because I did not find Titus my brother. But taking my leave of them, I departed from Macedonia. He didn't find Titus. He moved on. Because the reason why I'm saying this, doors will not always remain open. Doors will not always remain open. Have you ever seen, have you ever had a missed opportunity, please? Just wave your hands. Just, just show. Forget about ministry, even in secular. Have you ever had a missed opportunity? Oh, only one or two people. <laughs> or oh, it is spiritual. I've had several missed opportunities and I said, God, I got it wrong. God, forgive me. Something was given to you on a platter of gold. Of platter of gold. They say a platter of gold, isn't it? I did not take it. So like in ministry, God will take somebody for you to go and preach to. And you miss that opportunity. It will never always remain open. We say we're here, the bread of life is a filling station. So make best use of it. Fill your tank, and when it's time to move on, you move on. Even the church has to also take note that there's talent that's coming in and it needs to grow in that regard. But let's not close our opportunity. I see ministries that people are just the same people recycling over. Do you know what I'm saying? But there's more talent among us. There's more, there's more gifting among us. And you need to come out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are we together? I've talked about doors. Now what is... Someone's going to ask me about now. Keys. <laughs> Doors, keys come together. We won't have enough time to talk about keys. Maybe next time, if God gives willing, but we'll talk about it. But one thing I'll say a couple of things about keys to opening doors. There are numerous ways to open doors, isn't it? The Bible says, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. How do you say you should knock? You can... You can. There are various forms of knocking, and the doors can be open to you. Am I correct? So there are numerous ways to open a door. Nowadays, sometimes there are some way doors that you go in. There's a there's a laser, isn't it, or a sensor? Sensor. You come in there, and the doors open for you. You don't even need to touch anything. Then there are some coded codes that you need to punch whatever it is, and do whatever it is. There are different ways to open a door. An intelligent man will ask, how do I open the door? That's the most important thing. <laughs> how do I open the door? And we can talk about that later, but the first thing is, how do I open this door? And I'll tell you, say, not all doors open the same way. I keep on saying that. Not all doors. Moses went, um, the rest he parted. 
Bible scholars, are you with me? Once the Lord said, strike the rock, and what came out? What came out? And the other time, what did the Lord tell Moses to do that he didn't do? Speak. And when he refused to speak, he did a normal way. What happened? He caused him. It's the same thing in life. The way it works for Brother Nickel will not be the way it will work for me. We might be facing maybe the same door. What is required to open his door might not be the same way it was required to open my door. We can share notes, but we need to go back. Don't forget what I said is the access is in the spirit. So whatever God tells me to do, how to open this door might be different from how to open this door. So that's why you have to be connected in the spirit. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because not all doors open the same way. Someone can say, oh, I prayed and fasted. <laughs> and where I prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And this is what I got. Then you do this, t- you copy and paste. This is that what we call nowadays? Me to have gone for 40 days, and 40, 40, 40 days of prayer and fasting. Is that what God asked you to do? After 40 days, you might be disappointed. Because maybe that person was asked to fast. God could have asked you to praise. God could have asked you to give thanks. That could have been your key. I'll invite the choir. Let's... Because as I sit here, everybody here, we want to open doors. We want closed doors that have been closed to be opened. We want the heavens to rain on us. Are we together? This season that we are, I don't know who is there. Sometimes you just feel that you're just stagnant. Nothing is moving. Praise the Lord. And we're going to sing a song, okay? No, quiet, can sit down. Just sit down there. Just, you can sit down. Just sit down. Just, we'll just raise a song. We can just raise a song. But keep it, can just raise a song. Open the gates of heaven, the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. I just want it to rain, Okay? It's access that all of us are praying for. And as they're ministering, just I want us to just, as they're singing, just think what has been closed in my life? What have I been struggling? Which door has been with me for a long time? Which door has been blocking my progress in ministry? Which door have I been suffering? Today, let it, let it rain. Open, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open, open the floodgates of heaven. 
rain down on us. Oh, oh, let it rain, let it rain on us. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let your blessings rain. Let your mercy rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain on us. You will find that one thing in life. Let your a man's destiny can be truncated because the door has been closed to him. And what happens? We just end up aging, growing in age because that door has been closed for us. You will see families. A man is standing on the closed door. Him and his family, they're banging on the door. They do not know how to open it. Then doors have been closed. Sometimes these doors bring us frustrations and limitations. I can see a lot of frustration. I've gone around this place over and over again. But today, those doors will be open. Amen. And we're going to pray through. The first thing is, I said access is given the Spirit. If you have not given your life to Christ, it's a time to give your life to Christ. Because the Bible says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him. Wherever you are, just say, Lord, come into my life. As Brother Kibbe sees that one, just say, come into my life. It's of heaven. Let salvation rain. Let your healing rain. Open the floor gates of heaven. Ask him to come into your life. Come into your life, Lord. I'm a sinner. I invite you to my life. I invite you to my life. I invite you to my life now. I want the access. And it's only God that can restore that closed door in your life. I want you to lift up your voices to the Lord and say, Lord, I've gone around this mountain for too long. This is the issue I have in front of me. Is it the issue of marriage? Say, Lord, come and sort out my issue. Give me a partner today. Is that of a career? Say, Lord. I want a job. This is what I'm expecting from you. Is that a problem at home? Is that because of your children? Say, Lord, come and intervene in the life in my home. My children, Father Lord, I'll be having problems, Father Lord. Lord, give me access to them. Give me access, Father Lord. Give me access that they will come back to you. You are having a health challenge. Open my doors. Your health is closed. Ask the Lord to open the open doors that you enjoy divine health right now. You might have people that are having rain. health challenges. Maybe perhaps 
a door has let been opened for you. But you are afraid to go through. Just pray here and say, Lord, give me the courage to go through. To walk through. To walk through. I can't hear you praying. Just say, Lord, I need your I need your strength. I say, Lord, reign in my life. Here are Open your doors. Open your favor. And your mercy reign. Open your blessings. Let it rain on us, oh Lord. Open my doors. Open, open my doors today, Father Lord. Father Lord, open my doors for me today. Open the doors. I don't want to strive. I don't want to fight. Give me access. Hallelujah. If you're the spirit, just pray the spirit. Just pray the spirit. It's not enough for the doors to be open, but you also need to possess the gates of your enemy. You need to possess the gates of your enemy. You need to be able to get territories. When the doors open for Paul and Silas, the jailer wanted to kill himself. Paul and Silas possessed the gates of that gate, of that prison. And the jailer came and said, what shall I do to be saved? In that your job, I don't know whatever word it is for someone out there. You are having difficulty at your working place. But the Lord is saying, possess the gates of your enemy. Take absolute control. Take charge of it. Claim the word of God. The conclusion of this matter is that everything is in prayer. Everything is in prayer. Your spiritual doors is in prayer, you recognize them. Your spiritual doors to open them is in prayer. That's why did this time we wanted to round up in prayer. Because there's no way by prayer. Will that prayer will not overcome? Our overcoming is by only by prayer. As we just sing that song, one more time, say you shall overcome. Ask the Lord to open the doors. Let your favor rain, open the floor, gates of heaven. 
Let it rain. Father Lord, let it rain on everybody here. Let it rain. Your blessings rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Lord, open now. Open the floodgates of heaven. I invite Let Continue to pray to God. Today's message is for you to open your mind, to open your heart to the word of God. Continue to offer prayer to God. That Lord, every closed door, every door that you have closed, let them remain closed in my life. Open your mouth, continue to pray. We have heard there are some doors that God already closed. Every closed doors in your life. Every door that God has closed, let them remain closed in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray unto God that all the doors of sickness that God has closed in your life shall remain permanently closed in the mighty name of Jesus. All the doors of failure that God has closed in your life, they shall continue to remain closed in the mighty name of Jesus. Let God arise. Let him arise in this season and let all the closed doors be closed in the mighty name of Jesus. Every satanic network against your open door, let the fire of God scatter them in the mighty name of Jesus. Every door that God is commanding to be open, that God Almighty has commanded that this door should be open. Let them remain open in the mighty name of Jesus. The door of opportunity, let them remain open in the mighty name of Jesus. The door of success, let them remain open in the mighty name of Jesus. Every spiritual door that God has opened in your life, as he has promised that he's going to open a double door that no one will be able to shut in. Lord, I pray that it shall continue to be open in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. The sickness, the door to the sickness, are closed permanently in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that the door of your heart shall continue to be open to God's word in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord, for today's message. We honor you and adore you because you are the mighty one in, in power. Lord, we glorify your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father, today. You've reminded us that you are standing at the gate. You are no, that whosoever knock, when you knock and whosoever open the door, you are ready to open, you are ready to come in to dine with them. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we open the door of our heart to you at this moment. Lord, we request that you come in and be with us in the mighty name of Jesus. Every door of our life that we glorify your name in our life, Father, continue to open them in the mighty name of Jesus. Every door that's supposed to be closed, Father, we pray, Almighty God, they shall remain closed forever and ever in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to appreciate you for your son that you have used for all this day. We want to hear more from him. We want to hear more from him. Father, anoint him more in the mighty name of Jesus. And let your name, let it be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless him. Bless the work of his hand. 
bless sister, bless children, bless everything that connected to him. Bless his ministry in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, concerning our program for the rest of the year, every door that you have opened concerning this program, Father, we pray, Almighty God, that they will remain open in the mighty name of Jesus. And every door that you have closed concerning the rest of our program for this year, Father, they shall remain shut permanently in the mighty name of Jesus. And as we go into the week, this as we go out this week, Father, we pray that the door of opportunity shall open for us in the mighty name of Jesus. The door of opportunity shall open for each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. And you shall never miss it in Jesus' name. And the name of God shall be glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I pray that every door of opportunity shall open for you this week in Jesus' name. Brethren, let us exit this way. To my left-hand side, let us exit. 